Hello everyone and thank you for joining me for another episode of Detailing with Marty with Neo host Marty Kostadinov. I am very excited that Randy agreed to this interview and since it went over the time I anticipated it would take us to do the interview, I decided it would be best if I split it into two parts. Uh, this part is about 20 minutes and so is the next part. I plan on publishing next week, so I hope you enjoy part one. All right, so uh, I have uh, Randy here on the week's show, and uh, I invited him to come on, and I'm just uh, we're gonna go through a list of on here. So, uh, Randy, why don't you? Uh, like a quick introduction about yourself and uh, how you got started doing what you do. Sure thing. I'm uh, Randy Rochefort. I own R&B Auto Enhancement up in uh, Helena, Alabama, just outside of Birmingham. And uh, yeah, I'm loving detailing. It's a um, passion of my life. You know, I, I got started back in 2008 when it became more than me taking care of my own car and, and my own equipment and things where, uh, you know, that, I think that point in my life was, um, where I, I got my first kind of, I made it type car. You know, I, I always had used cars and never really could afford or, or prioritize it to have a really nice car. And in 2008, I, I went out and got a, a brand new infinity G 37 coupe. And uh, fully, fully loaded. I, I swung for the fences and, and got every option known the man on that thing. And uh, it was my pride and joy. And, you know, I, I knew a good bit about detailing, just taking care of, of previous cars. You know, I notoriously would buy something that wasn't expensive and make it look as nice as humanly possible. You know, I saw the value in it and tried to bring out the value in everything I've had from, from the time I was a little kid. That, that's always how I was, had that bug. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, I, I kind of uh, sparked the interest of uh, detailing. And, you know, I, I started looking around and learning more about on the professional end of it and, and started looking at equipment. And, and my mindset was like, man, like I, I'm gonna end up spending thousands on, on the things that I want to really professionally take care of my own vehicle. How can I offset that? And that's kind of where I got into uh, detailing for money is uh, I was just like, I just want to originally just wanted to pay for all the equipment and materials and high end stuff that I, I wanted to use in my car. And and that's what that got, that got it rolling. So you pretty much yourself thought, would you say, or how did you get to where you consider yourself, you know, a, a professional detailer, right? You're not just a hobbyist. Yeah, I think I pushed past the hobbyist mark back there um, in that 2008 area. You know, it was, it was a learning experience. Of course, we're always learning. Mm -hmm. It's always more to know. I think the more you you learn and do it, the more you realize how much there's left to learn. It's kind of a wild yeah. thing. But um, uh, I would say, yeah, I guess I'm mostly self-taught. You know, I've never taken an organized class, never gone to training. Um, I've been a research addict my whole life i mm. love to get into a hobby or, or anything and just uh 
search. I love searching for information and digesting it, understanding it and, and knowing it, you know, from sports and different things I've been into, uh, to other hobbies and, and jobs that I've done is I want to be the best at it that I can be. And that, and that, and the will to want to do research and, and seek the knowledge, not kind of wait for somebody to give it to me. I, I always pursued it. And so I, I did, um, early on, it was a lot of forums and things back then, you know, auto geek and, in different places where I'd find information and, and ideas about techniques and, and put it to practice, you know, what tools to get and things like that. You know, I started out, uh, yeah, my, my first 2008, right off the bat, I wanted to get right in the paint correction, got a, a flex 3401, got the beast and the uh, compound polish and, and pads. And I, I got after it. I was pr pretty fearless. <laughs> Just okay. kind of did it and learned the hard way in some things and other things. I, got lucky, <laughs> I think, and, you know, you a little common sense and got some things right right off the bat but it was a, <laughs> it was right. a learning experience and then lately even now uh, the, my continued education which i think is critical to all of us is uh mm -hmm. a lot of youtube university and with the internet and facebook and social media um just not being afraid to reach out and ask others uh and kind of pick their brain and you know i do that a lot and, and in return I, I try to do my best to share too you know as i get older um you know i have a four-year-old son also I, i've got this kind of instinctual thing kicking in where i want to help other people and pass on the knowledge that i have right right yeah and that's the whole point of this podcast me hooking up with you and all the detailers again have them on the show and learn you know learn all the things learn from each other and initially i was i was hesitant when i first started up myself to like reach out to others and i was kind of close-minded about it but the older i get the more i'm like you know we could all help each other out and i've talked to the competition which i don't really consider the competition out here i'll become friends with a few people and then in in my area and we you know we bounce stuff off each other we sell stuff to each other you know like yeah tricks and this summer actually my work with all details because it's, it's just i'm a one-man show and uh, I'm gonna need help, and I'm talking about some kind of small business owner just like myself to bang on vehicles because there's plenty out there to go around for everybody. We don't have to be, you know, each man for himself, each woman for himself. You know, we can. This is it could be collaborative efforts to to get can all make money in the in the long term. So, absolutely, I wholeheartedly agree with that that philosophy and approach too. Or same thing, my area. I, I don't see anyone is competition it's uh not so much co-workers but a brotherhood or whatever you want to call it um mm -hmm. i refer a ton of work you know i'm a one-man operation too uh detailing is my my passion and uh, i have my own my own business that's you know pretty successful uh for one man thing and it's also my side job it's i have mm -hmm. a, a full-time career um in a different industry and that which is thankfully very flexible you know i work from home and and have a, a pretty malleable schedule i guess you could say um yeah. and, and it allows me the freedom to, to book things here and there uh, you know times where most nine to fivers may be at work um but yeah i, I love uh the, the people in the area i refer you know i get more i have more work coming in than i can handle and <laughs> yeah and you know also too in, in my business being part-time and not my life or death income you know this is not paying the mortgage this is uh money that gets reinvested into it and it gets put into a retirement plan like i i really don't 
pull money out of my, my business or income from it for personal needs right now or anything like that. It either gets reinvested into the business or mm -hmm. it gets put into um, uh, retirement funds. Right, right. So as you know, right now, that's kind of where I put that. So, yeah, I refer. It allows me to pick and choose my clients, which mm -hmm. is yeah. a fantastic, fantastic <laughs> place to be. You know, I mean, I'm not stuck taking every every job that shows up i refer a lot of them to the other guys in town you know i kind of figure out who wants what caliber of detail and and who to give them to um hmm. right. and you know they appreciate that which is, which is nice and um it, it's not non-competitive i would say it's very hmm. which i love yeah be more selective in my jobs i find that sometimes i take on jobs that i shouldn't really be taking <laughs> why did i agree to do this job again absolutely i've had a few where it's like i why did i take this job <laughs> yeah. i say i'm selective and then I, I get i've had a yeah. few where it's like man did, did i really want to do this <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah i mean the, the, might as well go there now what, what's one of my questions to you was going to be what what is like strangest or weirdest or grossest i don't know whatever you want to call a job you've you you've ever had the pleasure of uh doing oh man oh uh, <laughs> i would say that uh nothing spectacular or, or really interesting but i guess the funny part of it is is um not non-paying person it, you know my uh family members uh, have uh my parents they're <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're extremely talented in the fact that they can take a, a house that, that's really not very nice and needs a lot of work and turn it into just beautiful home that is amazing. And on mm -hmm. the flip side, their, their bipolarness to them is they can get a brand new car and turn it into a, a rolling heap of junk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. they, they treat a, uh, their car like it was a, you know, a, a farm truck. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I know so, what you mean. Yeah, and I can't stand. I mean, I, I, when I show up and I, I go visit them, you know, they're up in Boston area. And uh, when I go up there to visit them, I, I have to, I just feel compelled <laughs> to take it on. And, and, and yeah. it. You know, I think the most unusual one that I've done with them was, we uh, kind of met in the middle on a vacation and vacationed up in the uh, mountains in um, North or South Carolina. I forget exactly where it was. Uh, actually, actually, now I remember. It was North Georgia, up north by uh, Helen, Georgia, where Matt's got his uh, little OG house up there that he, he rents out. We, we rented a really nice house up there and kind of all met up. The families met up, and they rolled in with their car, and uh, I – had it in my mind that I wanted to do something with it. So I brought kind of my mobile kit with me and uh, ended up doing a full paint correction, ceramic coating <laughs> and, and everything on it. And wow. And it was, that was an unusual one where I'm on vacation and you know my wife was a little upset that I'm sitting there. You know, I, I probably put a good 15 hours in on the wow. car and she's like, we're supposed to be on vacation. You know, what, what are you doing? I'm like, to me, this is, this is great. You know, it's not a, a customer or anything like that it's a family member that i can give something to and i love doing it mm -hmm. and, and I, I was happy at the same time it was a honda civic that probably hadn't been washed in 10 years and oh god yeah. i mean just um 
just an interesting the things you run across in cars like that and trying to vacuum out and get the carpets reasonable and mm-hmm. the stains and, and mildew and whatever that accumulates and jams and like the trunk jams and all that stuff it's just trying to get that clean just halfway through doing stuff like that you're like what am i doing <laughs> how, how clean does it have to be you know it's not very, yeah, exactly yeah i want it to be new but you gotta set realistic expectations or i'll be here for 40 hours mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah. A, it's not a, Ferrari, a classic ferrari getting restored this is just gonna <laughs> roll out of here and get treated like it was <laughs> mm-hmm. that's probably it though yeah 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 i mean same thing here actually it's my in-laws that don't take care of you when you have done my mm-hmm. my late mother-in-law's car a few times because she doesn't even take care of it and yeah i mean i do i don't know if you do pictures i do before and after pictures so i used to do before and after her car and it was like it was a huge difference she was a big fan of my business she will support me and like it and share it but i'm like you know it's, i don't know if this is worth it anymore i mean i, I like helping out I'm not charging obviously because she's an immediate family member but yeah. or, you know so yeah it's like <laughs> i'm too damn oh, nice yeah, and I take care of yeah the kind of our our family here. Thank, yeah, upside and downsides. Most of my family lives up in New England, and I'm down in Alabama, mm-hmm. so their cars are out of reach. I don't. I'm not obligated yeah. to clean yeah. them to maintain them, other than occasional vacations and stuff. I'll help them out. But uh, yeah, here you know my wife's family lives right down the street, and yeah, I, I work them in. It, it's not as regular as I wish it would be, but um, I, I like taking care of their stuff. And it, they're getting older, and it's one of those things where like. My wife's mom used to love taking care of her car, vacuuming it and washing it, keeping it clean. She wants a clean vehicle. And just you get to a certain age and that becomes a chore and, and painful in, in ways. And the love's gone for doing it. So I was pretty happy to take that over for her and try and keep her happy and something that she is happy to be seen in, you know? <laughs> so they all get they all get the works though. They're all every family member's got ceramic coatings and and maintained fairly well and as like i said i'd love to do it every week but they're kind of the bi-weekly or tri-weekly maintenance plan <laughs> yeah so speaking of like jobs specific jobs and things you do like what would you say uh say on your average job what do you think is the the, the most intelligent part and do you have any any special tips and tricks you can share with uh, the audience yeah absolutely the uh for me the, the most challenging part of, of my average jobs is uh not i don't think your standard answer of glass or tires wheels like i, mm-hmm. I love this stuff. a lot of people complain about wheels and glass i love it when you get the right products and, and system in place it, it's fun i, I like the chat more technically challenging parts to do it right um for me it's the clock it, it honestly the most challenging thing i run into you know my my average job I, i'm kind of going through an evolution now but up, up to now or you know the last year or so uh most challenging for me has been the clock you know mm. I, I did a job and i evaluate it i say it's going to take me you know 10 hours 15 hours whatever it is on a, a coding job or, or you know paint correction coding and i get into it and you know you get rolling you get your decon done and, and all your your prep work and everything and um I, from time to time, you know, I'll start looking at the clock and doing math in my head. <laughs> yeah. You know, my head's not where it's supposed to be. It's all of a sudden, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I bid this for, you know, say 14 hours. I'm, I'm 10 hours in. I'm like, man, I'm looking at, I'm like, there's absolutely more than four hours to go. Mm-hmm. And at, at that point, 
the biggest challenge is to like just exhale is just don't don't look at the clock don't think about it you know you, you bid it you, you do the bid you tell the customer it is what it is and unless you come across some sort of unknown thing that existed on the car that causes it and it's not your fault you know at that point you know i, I think a lot of business owners make the decision of whether to meet with a customer and say hey we ran into this it's going to cost a little bit more this you know kind of explain the situation or you know a lot of times it you know you decided if you're just going to eat the cost and, and drive through it and, and don't worry about the extra hours but uh my problem is this time management is, is there's times where i'll it, it's my fault where i didn't get it properly uh, you know i looked yeah. at it had a number in my head and it just took longer or um I spent more time doing something than I was really even charging for. You know, I think mm. see, looking at Facebook and a lot of the social media, I, I think a lot of new detailers, especially kind of run into this problem where you've got this idea that, all right, I'm going to charge them for a one step and they get doing it. And all of a sudden they're not happy with the results. They're not thinking about what the client wants. They're thinking about their vision of beauty or, or the, the art that they're doing by detailing this vehicle. And, uh, it, and they start doing way more than one step and, and what the client paid for and, and you know, wanted. And, and all of a sudden that, that time management kind of kicks in. And, uh, for me, it, it's, it's tough. You know, early on, it was a bigger challenge when everybody's learning how to bid and how long is it going to take me until you do a lot of cars. It's, it's not easy. And even after doing, you know, I went 2008 to now, I have no idea how many cars I've done, but, um, a lot of experience. And even now though, it, it's still one of those things where sometimes I bid well and I have time left at the end. And then there's other times where I'm running long. And when I run long, it's, uh, it can, it, I got a stress that builds up. And then of course I got outside um, influences that add to it too. You know, I work out of my home and my garage is all set up as a detail shop. Mm -hmm. And so my family's here and uh, if I'm running long on something and I told my wife what it was supposed to take me for time, she reminds me that, Hey, <laughs> you said you'd be done at this. We're supposed to go do something or whatever it is. And, and then I've got that pressure on top of it, which is mm. really tough. So as far as, uh, you know, to combat that, you know, my, any, I think tips and tricks, one of my favorite things is, um, efficiency. You know, it is having SOPs, your, your standard operating procedures, your your configuration of your shop and, and your tools and everything. Um, you know, in, in all the jobs I've had, it, it, it's um, critical. I mean, it, it's great to be a master at what you do skill-wise, to be able to mm -hmm. turn out a product, whether you're making cabinets, uh, detailing a car, or, or building something, it, it's great to be a master at it and put out premium products and, and results. But as a business owner and, um, you know, it, it's really time, no matter what you're putting out, time is money and, and efficiency mm -hmm. yeah. drives that. You know, as the economy gets more challenging for us, I've really evaluated myself critically in the last year or so and took a hard look at, at 
what I was doing as far as could I shave five minutes, an hour, two hours, you know, mm -hmm. take a 20 hour job. It's like, is this, should this take 20 hours? I <laughs> talked to other detailers and they're telling you that, Oh, I did a full correction and ceramic coated this car, you know, 10 hours did it today. And I got another one lined up for tomorrow. And I'm sitting there looking like, how, <laughs> how, did, how did you do that? Cause that's, yeah. I'm, I'm visualizing how I would have approached it and the time it would take me. And I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, am I doing hmm. something wrong? Because the, mm -hmm. that's going to take me like 20 hours. And, uh, I, I really did a lot to evaluate that and set myself up, you know, even if, uh, like maintenance washes, you know, I do a lot of water or uh, rinseless wash maintenance washes for my clients. The, the more, um, once a week type maintenance washes where they want to keep the car as tip top as possible at all times. And they, they're very good about coming by weekly. Uh, so the cars don't get that dirty and, and my rinseless wash, uh, you know, I heard a lot of people say, Oh, 30 minutes and I can knock it out. And, you know, when I started doing rinseless wash technique for, for maintenance, I was, it's like an hour and a half, uh, sometimes two hours. I mean, I'm, I'm in there with my detail brushes, getting every crevice on the exterior and all, I mean, really going to town on it. And I don't even know what I'm, there's nothing there to clean with it. It's pretty clean to start with, but I'm just going through, yeah, going yeah. through my process. I'm a stickler when it comes to SOPs. I set up a program, I follow it and I was doing it. It's like, man, I need to shave time. And it's like, if I'm not, if I'm going to have these habits where I'm cleaning out the seams and you know, between the headlight and the trim and all this stuff, I, I need to find ways to save time in other places. So like with rinseless wash, I have uh, pro I don't know if it's a unique setup, but for me, I I'm, I'm not a sponge guy. I'm I'm not dipping back in any buckets for any washes. Um, I'm using multiple buckets and multiple lots and lots of microfiber. Uh, mm. So for like my rinses wash, I have three setups essentially. Like I have one in the front of the car, and then I have one on driver side rear and passenger side rear. Where I have a, a dedicated bucket for the used microfiber towels once i'm done using them i have a a bucket with the rinseless solution in it and, and a few microfiber towels in there i have a a, a tray with the microfiber drying towels where i can come back and dry and my um my drying aid and, and everything all there in each spot so i'm not i wanted to essentially by doing this i was looking at eliminating walking around the car walking around the whole car to get another towel to finish that door that panel uh, and walking back and, you know, the back and forth and circling and getting my steps in. Uh, <laughs> it's not the time and place to get your steps in. You need to, yeah. you know, reach out with one hand, have something and get rid of it with the other hand right next to you. Just stay in your area, have everything you need. And that, that's amazing how much time you can shave and how efficient mm -hmm. you can get by doing that. And that's for other detailers out there and anybody starting out, I think open keep an open mind to breaking free from the standard that's set out there you know one bucket your, your sponge yeah. or whatever it is like if you like sponges great have three buckets three sponges and don't walk around to get back to a bucket to dip it in have it right next to you yeah and especially if you're yeah. in confined spaces my garage isn't huge it, yeah. it's big enough but i i don't want to feel like i'm getting dragging something around the entire car on a dolly or a tray or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I just want it to be there in the, in the station.
and that would do it for this portion of the interview please come back next week to hear part two feel free to email me with any suggestions on topics you would like covered in future episodes check out the detailing with marty podcast discussion group on facebook i will include both my email and link to the group in the separate description until next time take care of yourselves Thank you.